Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. What's going on, Fantasy Champs? My name is Morgan Colby. I got Rick Lemon with me as always with Pop and Rick. What's going on? Welcome to the middle of the week. Well, for us, it's the middle of the week, kind of. Kind of the end of the week, actually. We're going to watch Thursday Night Football tonight. Uh, good game. Can't wait for this game. It's going to be fun. It should be a good game, but who knows? Who knows? Yeah. These two teams have a history of like... Like what? Slug? Really gross, like 13 to 10 type of games. i to check to see if I have anyone. I don't think I have anyone in either one of these teams. But maybe it'll be a shootout, bro. That'd be lit. That would be awesome. Uh, but anyway, we're going to bring you our week 11 buys and... Uh, wow. Whew, jump time on the wrong show notes. Our week 11 starts and sits. Um... Give you some start and sit. Uh, wow, start and sit advice for week eleven as we jump into the most important time of the year uh, for fantasy football. I just want to be competing by the time Thanksgiving floats around. That's all I ask. <laughs> just give me one more win. Well, you might. No, you will. You will. You have Diggs and AJ Brown. You'll be good. Uh, Rick, Rick and I were discussing a a very thorough trade deal. Um, simple digs for Austin Eckler. Yep. Rick's afraid. Well, scared. You could say that, or you could say, you know, he thinks I'm gonna keep my my guys. We'll come back to this. We'll come back. I'm gonna write it out. Um. Anyway, yeah, he's got his his number one wide receiver right now, Devonna Smith. Kind of mid. In a PPR league. Yep. So, but, hey, your choice is yours. But I think once those rest of season rankings fix themselves out, I got three top ten running backs. All right, that's a strong. That's a strong. Uh... Three. Well, you give me two guys. I'll give you uh two things. Three top twelve running backs. You can give me. You can give me uh, a chain and Gibbs. No. Yeah. See, that shows you where your head's at. I like a chain too much. Yeah, you got. You got. Gibbs you, you, you got. Gibbs, I'd be willing to do. Uh, but anyway, um, be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, like us uh, on on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. If you're listening to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any other podcasting platforms, please leave a review um, and share this podcast with your friends. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe, click the bell for notifications, like, and comment down below any questions you may have. Uh, let's jump into our starts and sits, though, Rick. Instead of discussing Rick's uh, weakness, which is taking risks in trades. Wow. Second most trades in our league. Who's number one, baby? Okay, you. But Who a couple weeks ago traded AJ Brown for John? Are your trades real, by the way? Like, have you made any real trades? Like blockbusters, like AJ Brown. I uh, traded Pollard for uh, Devontae Smith and Nico. No, to you. That's not. That's not the caliber of AJ Brown. You don't think so? No, not at I all. traded <laughs> Addison for McLaurin and Jared Goff. Nope, nope. Those are like the two biggest ones I made. So. We need a blockbuster for you, Rick. We need to get you digs. That's what we need. Listen, I'll take dig. Hey, you want to just give me digs for uh, Christian Watson? That's what? I'll do that. 
No. If you want to just give me digs, I wouldn't even. I there are there's there's a list of eleven teams that I would help over you in in the home league. <laughs> That's not very nice. Sorry. Maybe maybe actually not. You're you're eleventh. Who's twelfth? Luke. Okay. <laughs> New There's always somebody. It's always somebody else. Uh, but anyway, all right. Let's do our, our starts in six. You break. You, did you Greg? Did you finish your start in six? Here? You ready to go? I did. All right. Cool. Yeah. All right. So we are, as always, going to start with the quarterback position, and uh, we'll start with me, and I'll I'll tell you about my quarterback start. It's going to be Jared Goff at Chicago. Um, Goff, you know, he's actually been relatively good this year on the season. Um, for the most part, I think he's quarterback. Yeah, he's quarterback 12 so far this year. Um, the Lions have been winning games. Jared Goff has been slinging it like it's 2017. And he's had a good season. He had 23 points last week against the Los Angeles Chargers going up against Chicago this week. Who is but? They are straight terribleness in every single way. Uh, Chicago gives up 18 points a game to the quarterback position, which is a top 10 easy matchup in fantasy football. So um, I would get Jared Goff in your lineup. Uh, if you are streaming quarterbacks or if you have multiple quarterbacks and Jared Goff is one of them, I would choose Jared Goff over, over other guys. Um, he's probably going to be ranked in my top 10 this week uh, in fantasy football or somewhere around there. So I would get, I would get Jared Goff in my lineup this week against Chicago. I love it. Cause I got Jared Goff on my fantasy team. Yeah. So, uh, I'll take that. I'll take that. Uh, I got Kyler Murray this week against Houston. Uh, second game back for Kyler. It's a pretty good matchup mm-hmm. for him. Um, I think they rank in like the top 12 for easiest matchups for quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, you might be able to confirm that or not. But he had a good week in his debut against Atlanta. He had 18 fantasy points. And the thing that was really encouraging to see from Kyler was his rushing. Uh I think I don't know if you you I think you were watching that game, so you saw that play where he uh, rolled out at the end of the game and ran for like fifteen yards. Yeah, yep. On third, that was that was that he was he ran like all over the road. That was nut cutting time too. Yeah, and that doing that off your first game off a torn ACL is a pretty good sign that he's he looked pretty much like the same quarterback he's always looked. Like I don't think he looked like he was hindered in any way. Yeah. So. If that's the case, he's a top 12 quarterback probably every week, especially with some of the injuries that we've had. Guys like Anthony Richardson, Kirk Cousins, Deshaun Watson now. Uh, he's probably He should be like a top 12 guy every single week. Mm-hmm. And a good matchup against Houston, I like that as a, as a pretty good start. Yeah, yeah, I like I like Kyler. He's starting, to, he's starting to come on, though. Little Kyler there, coming back from injury and now, uh, and now has some easy matchups. So... I'm rooting for the Cardinals Isn't to win it, because the Patriots it, need to be losing. Yeah, it's annoying with the guy in our league, and we knew this would happen. Yes, all we knew it was going to happen. Drafted him when he too had Too late, bud. <laughs> now it's trying to trade him. To Watching this podcast, league. I love you, but it's too late. Yeah, that's tough. All right, my uh, Hey, I would have taken him. I would have taken him. Oh, I was thinking about trading for him before that happened too, but he probably thinks of him as like a top five quarterback, which is unreasonable. Some dope will come Yeah. Around. Well, I mean, I had Kirk Cousins, so that week where Kirk Cousins tore his Achilles to the point where I traded for Jared Goff. My question is: is if you, if I was you, literally asking every team in the league for a quarterback. If you draft a guy like like Kyler, right? 
with yeah. the anticipation that he's going to come back and you're going to trade him when that happens, especially if you already drafted a good guy. It's one thing, like, I was thinking about drafting him, sticking him in the IR slot, and just riding it until he came yeah. back because I didn't draft a quarterback uh, in the home league until, like, the <laughs> like 11th round. And I was thinking about drafting Kyler a couple rounds before that, just sticking him in IR. And this is what this kid did, but he already had, what is he, at Mahomes or... Um, he has Jalen Hurts. So yeah. he puts Kyler Murray on his flex, and then he, he drafted him. He told me this. He drafted him to trade him. And it's like, if you didn't trade him, then what was the point of having him in the first place? <laughs> Just to sit on your bench for literally the entire season. You got one start out of him with a bye week. <laughs> right. I don't know. I don't get it. Anyway, let's move to the starts at quarterback. I mean, the sits at quarterback. I have quarterback Baker Mayfield at San Francisco. This one's pretty easy. San Francisco has been one of the best defenses in the NFL. Baker has been a streamable matchup. So, uh, you know, a streamable quarterback for the most part on this season. So I would say against the San Francisco 49ers who give up 13.7 fantasy points per game to the quarterback position, it's probably a safe bet to leave him out of your lineup. So if you see him on your waiver wire and you want to go pick him up and you need a stream, don't do it with Baker Mayfield this week. Um, sit him and, and, and find somebody different. Uh, if Jared Goff happens to be available, I'd 1000% start Goff over, um, or Kyler Murray over, um, over Baker Mayfield this week against San Fran. Yeah, my guy, I could uh, regret this, but it's Josh Dobbs against Denver. He's the hot hand right now. Everybody's in love with him. Uh, I had him as a sit last week, and he got like 24 fantasy points. Yeah. So if I have him as a sit back-to-back week and weeks and he gets like 25 fantasy points, uh, I'll have to officially give up my Josh Dobbs hate and just join the fan club, I guess. Um, but I don't see him continuing having these monster fantasy weeks uh, and it is against Denver, who their defense has struggled this year. But the last, like, four or five weeks, I don't know what happened, but something feels like it clicked for them uh, because their defense has been playing much better. And, and their last game against uh, the Bills on Sunday Night Football, or was it Monday Night Football, um, they did a really good job against the Bills. And the week before that, they played the Chiefs. And although that was kind of a bad conditions game, they still did a good job against the Chiefs. So... Their defense has been on the upswing. It's in Denver. I think that game is Sunday Night Football, too. Uh, The conditions could be bad. I I don't like it for Josh Dobbs. Again, could be wrong, though. But I'm not willing to bet my money that he gets three straight weeks of 25-plus fantasy points. And if he does, I mean, we got to be talking about him as like a top-10 fantasy quarterback or even top-7, which is kind of disgusting. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Okay. Let's move to the start. At running back, mine is Tony Pollard at Carolina. <sighs> Listen, Carolina blows. They are the second worst yeah. running back matchup for, or the second easiest running back matchup in fantasy football. 26.7 fantasy points per game to a running back who basically, well, I don't know if at this point Rico, Rico Dwaddle is back there taking reps. Yep. We'll find out. But there's a good chance that Pollard has a really good week. Um, And, you know, even if it's just 15 to 19 points, like, I know Pollard's been a tough start for the last... Oh, I think he would take 15. It was, oh my God, I'd freaking rejoice. I'd be be sweaty (laughs) if he he scored 15 points. The last three weeks, though, have been brutal. Some of the worst games I've seen from Tony Pollard since he kind of took over um, last season in place of Zeke. He's had... 
you know, he started the season with 22, 19, 15, 9, 8, 17. So a good start to the season in the first six games. And after his bye, he has had six, nine, and five. Um, yeah. And just not great performances. His snap percentages have been around 70% in that area. He's going to continue to get that snap percentage. Um, but he hasn't scored a touchdown since week one where he scored two against the Giants. So I think this is the game he scores a touchdown. I think this is the game he bounces back. He gets back into the passing game, gets back involved in the passing game and starts, you know, scoring a little bit more fantasy points. Carolina, very easy matchup. So if he doesn't do it this week, we got to start talking about what the next steps are with Tony Pollard. Yeah. Um, this is a kind of a make it or break it week for Pollard, but I do think it's it's going to be a good matchup, and I think he he's going to play well. It's this this idea of, of um, or this way of thinking, I should say, isn't always accurate, mm-hmm. but I feel like it's more accurate than it's not, and that's usually the the law of averages. And what I mean by that is Pollard. The Cowboys have been throwing the ball so much in the red zone and the goal line that Pollard. Has not scored any touchdowns since week one. He's uh, and last week was a great example of that. You watched that game and you were pulling your hair out because every time they got to the goal line, they would throw it. Yeah. I think Pollard is very much due for a touchdown, very much due. I and it might not happen this week, but against the Panthers, who you said they're second worst yeah, second in the league worst. against running backs. Yeah, it, I feel like this would be the week where it happens. Uh, and even if he doesn't score a touchdown, uh, this is a week where he can at least be really efficient on the ground and maybe get a couple catches to help his PPR value where he can still score like 13, 14 points without a touchdown. And some of you might uh, be like, oh, Morgan, why are you making Tony Pollard a start? He's a start anyway. Well, shut the frick up. He's, well, is he? After the last couple he scored, weeks? That's what I'm saying. He scored six, nine, and five the last three weeks. So people are asking questions now. So I put him on the start list to answer those questions. You know, I'm in another league. I'm in a I'm in a ten person redraft league. Yeah, and it is kind of my bench could be like a starting lineup in our home league. Like it is kind of crazy how competitive our league is. So sometimes we get lost in that. Yeah. Like I have Debo on my bench. I have DJ Moore on my bench. I join Addison on my bench. Me, you fleece people. God. No, I just this is the way I drafted. I have like. I just have I don't have any great players, but I have a ton of like good players. Well, CD Lamb, I drafted CD Lamb and Eckler. CD's CD's my dog. But like, it's just it is kind of crazy. So like in a, te- a regular ten person league that yeah. has like some teams that don't even pay attention, mm-hmm. where you have like a lot of good players, I could see people benching Pollard for sure. Yeah, which is wrong. You should be starting him this week. Um, mine is Brian Robinson. It's Giants, Brian a guy Robinson. that we. Uh, don't always love, but look, he's he's what our top five running back so far this season. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's clear the way that Eric Bieniemy and I think uh, what's the coach's name? Is it Ron Rivera? Or yeah, Ron Rivera is correct. Ron Rivera. The way that they view him is he's the workhorse. He's the guy. Uh, even if he's not efficient on the ground and hasn't been in his whole NFL career, doesn't matter. He's they the will. guy because Antonio Gibson fumbles. Imagine if they drafted so, Najee Harris. What is it? So imagine if they drafted Navi- Najee Harris instead of Brian Robinson. Yeah, I mean, maybe he'd uh, maybe he'd be producing. Maybe who he'd knows? Be the, he'd probably be doing the same thing he's Brian Robinson. Yeah, doing yeah, probably. 
But they love um, it either way. The Steelers don't. No. But either way, Robinson has been really good this year. He's RB6 on the season. Yeah. Um, And he is kind of up and down, but he's almost a lock to have at least a decent floor because he's their goal line back. And he gets a lot of touches every week. So even if he's not efficient and doesn't get a touchdown, yeah, he still probably will get like 15, 20 touches and puts up like eight points. So that's his floor every week. So he's up against the Giants this week who uh, just gave up, what, 50 to the Cowboys? Yeah, something like that. That team is by far the worst in the NFL. I think they're worse than the Patriots. I can't believe I'm saying that. Uh, worse than the, uh, the Panthers. I think they are the worst team in football right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and this with Tommy DeVito at quarterback, this is probably a positive game script for the Tommy Commanders. D. And I can easily see Robinson getting like 25 carries on the ground for like 80 yards because he's inefficient yep. and the touchdown. Okay. All right. Let's move to the sits. Um, I have James Cook versus the New York Jets as a sit. Um, the Bills are probably going to have to go to the air a little bit more um, in this game. Not because it's going to be some kind of matchup where people are going to score, but just because uh, the Jets are good at stopping the run. They're also good at stopping the pass, but your best bet is just to let Josh Allen sling it. Um, I'm trying to – hold on a second. I'm trying to find my numbers here. Um, But James Cook has been – he's actually been pretty good on the season. He's been a guy that, uh, you know, if you draft him in the – what round was he going? The 10th or 11th or something like that? Uh, Maybe 7 to 10. Uh, he's actually, I think he was like by the end, I think he was like a seventh round pick. He's actually produced pretty good. Um, he's the you know, RB 18 on the season. Uh, he's had 10, 9, 13, 14, 5, 7, 19, 8, 7, and 12 on the season. So it's kind of been an up and down situation when you're going up against a team like the New York Jets who make it tough in every way, uh, defensively. I would probably choose to sit James Cook on the week and just, um, go with some of the passing options for the, for the Buffalo bills offense uh, instead of going the, with the run game. Um, so I would sit James cook this week against the jets. Yeah. That's probably going to be another low score game. Yeah. The bills are uh, kind of a mess right now. Imagine if the bills lose to the jets twice. <laughs> they might, I don't think they will. I think they're going to win that game. They might not make they it. Have, if they, lose, dude, if they games, lose that game, they're, they're not, not going to make the playoffs. playoffs. No, they're not. Yeah. It's just kind of crazy. Um, my guy is uh, Isaiah Pacheco versus the Eagles. Side note: This is going to be probably one of the best Monday Night Football games we've had in a while. Yeah. It's Eagles Chiefs this week, so that is a great game. Um, but Pacheco against the Eagles, uh, it's not a good matchup. The Eagles, for some reason, have been really good against the run and really bad against the pass this year. Um, but. They are really good against the run. Guys like Jalen Carter. Who's the other big guy in the middle there? Defensive tackle for the Eagles. It's not Jalen Carter. Um, Is it Fletcher Cox? Yeah, Fletcher Cox. I feel like I'm yeah. missing somebody. Uh, they have Davis, two, like, right? Defensive ends. Jordan Day- uh, didn't know. Yeah, yes, Davis. him. So you have those. That's your front. I mean, they have the best front seven in the league, arguably. So it's not a good matchup for Pacheco. He's not a guy that gets receiving work either. Um, so he has to be really good on the ground. And against this Eagles team, I just don't see that happening. Uh, he has been pretty decent on the season. But if you have better options, I would go with those. Okay. Um, let's talk about wide receivers really fast. We got I, you know, my start of the week. Nico Collins versus the Arizona Cardinals. 
Um, Nico's a really, really, really good player. Um, and he's stepped up in a major way. Last week he was um, kind of, I think he was li- in a limited capacity because he just came back from injury, correct? Maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong about that. Uh, no, he no, didn't play still... last week. Oh, that's right. He didn't play against Cincinnati. See, I keep seeing the game he played against Tampa in week nine. My brain just yeah. Um, yeah, no, he, he did not play last week against Cincinnati. He's playing this week against Arizona. The last two weeks, Noah Brown has blown up, especially in that game against Cincinnati. Um, and so with Nico Collins coming back, he is going to be the number one wide receiver on the football team. And he'll mostly get, he'll, he'll most likely get a majority of the target share for the, uh, for the Houston Texans and a football team where Bryce Young is absolutely shredding right now. And he comes in in a easier matchup against Arizona. Um, so I think, you know, this should be, this should be a matchup for uh, Nico Collins to have a really, really good game. Um, I, I think Nico goes as far as, um, as CJ Stroud goes though. So if Stroud doesn't have a great day, I don't think Nico is going to magically have a good day either. Mm-hmm. So um, hopefully Stroud has a good game, which leads to Nico having a good game. And I would start Nico Collins this week if you have the opportunity. I love that. You got Goff and Nico on there. I got to start in the home league. So I'll take Goals. that. Um, my start of the week at wide receiver is Garrett Wilson. He's somebody that you probably, again, Kind of like Pollard, you're like, oh, he's probably starting no matter what. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you're in a 10-person league, there's a chance that you're not starting him every single week. But he has been really good uh, this year, despite not having a quarterback. Uh, with Zach Wilson at quarterback, he's still the wide receiver 16, which I think is better than what he was last year as a rookie. Garrett. Um, so he's, he's a stud. He's up against Buffalo this week. Um, didn't even mean to do the same game. Here we got we got a lot going on in this game, but uh, the Bills have struggled against receivers this year. They've had their struggles in multiple areas, but for some reason, against receivers, they have struggled. And this is a game where I think that the Jets it might lead to five interceptions from Zach Wilson, but he's going to have to throw the ball down the field, and because of that, Zach Zach Wilson might throw the ball. Eight times, 20-plus yards to Garrett Wilson, and he might throw an interception on three of them. But one of those is going to hit. At least one or two of those are going to hit. He's going to have some big plays. He's going to have a good game. Um, This just feels like a game where Garrett Wilson could go off. Uh, And he's been good regardless. I mean, look at his target share. Oh, yeah. Since week six, 12 targets, 13, 13, 14. It's like Aaron Rodgers said, listen, you need to get my dog the ball. We need to get him ready for when I come back. He really, I mean, dude. I, I'm still sad. I feel like he would have been a top five wide receiver with Rodgers this year. Maybe not. He he would have been in the discussion. He would have been like five or six or seven in that range. I feel like because he's he's top five in the league in targets. What if Rodgers was just butt? Well, even if he was, I mean, he, Zach Wilson has like five touchdown passes this year. That's fair. So that's fair. I mean, I think even if he was Mac Jones, I think level, two of them are uh, are two. Garrett Wilson, yeah. Yeah, let me see. I think Zach Wilson has five touchdowns. I could be wrong, but... Which is, like, the lowest in the league for... Yeah, five touchdown passes. So, Rodgers could be sucking butt right now at 10, and Garrett Wilson probably would have four of those. Yeah, yeah, for real. Um... So yeah, but either way, Garrett Wilson's a good play. Yeah, yeah, they, they have... They lost a lot of... Um, a lot of guys in the secondary. 
to yep. start the season. So Buffalo is an easy matchup. But um, anyway, let's move to the sits at wide receiver. I got I got C Rids versus Tennessee. Listen, if you if you're still starting Calvin Ridley at this point, I don't know what to tell you, dude. It make me cry, um, dude. I love Calvin Ridley, and we came coming into the season. I mean, you you get that week one overreaction. 24 fantasy points. We were like, yeah. I was literally victory lapping. We were victory lapping. Like, oh, we told you. Um, after that, take out that 24-point game, and he's had 5, 7, 11, 20, 6, 1, 14, and 4. So, to me at this point, like, there's going to be good weeks for Calvin Ridley. Obviously, he's a good wide receiver. He'll find a way to get open. His target share has even been really, really good on the season. He's averaging about 8 targets per game. So, it's like... You know, or, you know, without this past week, obviously, with his three targets against San Francisco. But he's they, they try to get him the ball. He just, you know, it's just not happening for whatever reason in fantasy football. So, to me, it's like, you know, you see some of these games. Like, in week two, we had a game against Kansas City. Eight targets, two catches. Uh, eight targets, four catches against Indianapolis. Um, so, it, he's just seven targets, three catches in week three against Houston. He's just not... Yeah, efficient with the target share that he's getting no. um, and going up against Tennessee. They're always a tougher defense. Um, they do give up a lot of fantasy points to the wide receiver position, but I just don't know if the targets are going to go Calvin Ridley's way. And I, I honestly, I would, I would rather sit him this week and take that risk and have him blow up on my bench. than put him in the game this week and have him get two points while Christian Christian Kirk gets fifteen and sixteen or seventeen points and yep. you know and goes off. So and then there's also the rumor that uh, I don't know if Zay Jones is going to play this week. Zay Jones, you know, he got arrested this week, so maybe he doesn't. But um, but like if he does come back and play, you know, there's more guys for Trevor Lawrence to throw the ball to. He's been spreading it around. So I just I don't know, man. I don't think Calvin Ridley's a good play this week. Yeah, that's sad, but. I'd probably agree until he starts producing. Yep. Do you think he can still salvage his year if he like finishes his year with like twenty plus points a game or something? No, well, of course he can salvage his game doing that. Will he? No. <laughs> probably not. Probably not. I don't know his schedule. I was just looking at his schedule. It doesn't yeah. look too hard, but I don't know. Yeah, he's got. It's hard to trust. Houston, Cincinnati, Cleveland, Baltimore, Tampa Bay, Carolina. So there's some easy games and some hard games in there. Uh, my guy's Amari Cooper, another guy where I could get burned on, but uh, obviously Deshaun Watson now out for the season, so their quarterback, it's not even P.J. Walker. They're going to start uh, the rookie. Do you, do you remember his name? Uh, uh, yeah, Thompson, Devarian something. Yeah. yeah, 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 that guy. Who, in his first Thompson start Robinson. in the NFL, uh, I think his only start, let me confirm that. But Was terrible. He, uh, yeah, so he only started one game. That was week four against Baltimore. Mm-hmm. He threw three interceptions. Yep. And in that game, Amari Cooper had six targets for one catch and two fantasy points. So I'm very down on Amari Cooper rest of the season unless they can somehow bring in a quarterback. Uh, did you hear what Gronk said on the K. Adams show? Uh, I don't know that, if you saw that. Uh, Mac should ask for his imminent release. Yeah, ask for his release and sign with the Browns. <laughs> so unless that happens, I'm kind of out on Amari Cooper rest of the season. Yeah. Um, and it starts this week. It's against Pittsburgh, so it's not even a great matchup. That's a very good Pittsburgh defense. So starting this week, he doesn't have a good matchup, and his quarterback situation sucks, so I'm out on Cooper. He's a good player, though, so he might find a way to make a couple big plays maybe after the catch and uh, end up with a decent week, but I would be sitting him. 
Yeah, Cooper without um, Deshaun Watson has not been great on the season. So um, definitely, definitely a good set. Uh, all right, let's talk about tight ends. My tight end start of the week this week is Luke Musgrave versus the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, this is a shot play. Uh, if you need a tight end for the week and your tight end's on a buy or you're just streaming tight ends, I would grab Musgrave, play him against the Chargers. Um, there is no uh, there is no underlying statistical reasoning behind this. Um, you know, the Chargers do give up 11 points a game to the tight end position, which is an easier matchup for the tight end. Um, so it might be an okay game for Musgrave, but not a lot of options out there. So I'd go Musgrave. Uh, yeah, my start is Evan Ingram uh, against the Titans. Uh, it is actually a good matchup for tight ends. Uh, and he's actually been really good this year. Uh, he's, I think he has more targets than Calvin Ridley, which is sad. Yeah. Um, but he's been one of, uh, Trevor Lawrence's security blankets. Even last week, he had a bad week, five points against the 49ers. Their whole offense sucked though. It was a bad match against San Fran, but he still had seven targets. If you look at his target share since week one, he has had at minimum seven targets every single week. He has been very good. He's the tight end eight on the season without getting a touchdown. If he was scoring touchdowns and Trevor Lawrence was having a half decent season, mm. he'd be a top five tight end in fantasy. So, uh, but this is a good matchup. So I think he bounces back. He gets the target share and probably gets double digit fantasy points. Okay. Fair enough. Um, I sit at quarterback this, I mean, at tight end this week is Pat Fryermuth, baby, makes the show again. The moose. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry for this catastrophe. Even when he was playing, he sucked. Uh, is your guy yeah, though? Muth Muth blows, but I will say, um, if you held him all this time on your IR, does he blow or is it Kenny Pickett? Uh, it could be Kenny Pickett, yeah. But um, if you held him on your IR for all this time, um, and waited for him to come back, and now he's finally back, and you're like, oh, I'm gonna stick him back in my lineup. I wouldn't do it against Cleveland. Cleveland's a really good defense. Muth wasn't good even before he got hurt, so I just. I can't justifiably put this guy in my starting lineup. There's other options out there. Go find that other option and put him in your starting lineup because Pratt Fryermuth is not it. I dropped him weeks ago, and it's just not worth having him. Yeah, uh, my tight end, I was struggling to find one, so there's not a whole ton of logic here. But it's Logan Thomas against the Giants. It seems like on paper it would be a good matchup, but according to Fantasy Pros, it's a four-star matchup, four out of ten. So it's not a good matchup according to Fantasy Pros. And uh, he has been pretty good this year, but he's been so up and down that I wouldn't trust them in a, in a bad matchup. Okay. All right, there you go. There's some starts and sits. Interesting show. We got trade targets still coming up. Should be interesting. We're running out of time on that, though. Yeah, dude, seriously. Um, but anyway, thanks for uh, thanks for listening. Leave a comment down below. Check out our trade targets episode. See you later. See you. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs.